Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. And uh, we're here to talk some Husker football. Of course, yesterday Husker football uh, got better uh, through, uh, what was that, the Under Armour All-American game? I'm not going to pretend to know there's like 12, and I don't want to be wrong this time because I was wrong last time. (laughs) I'm not doing that again. I said that Scott Frost was coaching in one, and it was the wrong one. Oh, yeah. So not doing that again. Did that one happen? The Scott Frost one, yeah. Yeah. He lost by one score. Mm. Did he really? Yeah. (laughs) Some things never change. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it was uh, wasn't the Houston Nutt was the coach on the opposite side. I think side, he was. Which, of course, if you follow Nebraska history, he was like heavily uh, you know, a name involved in the job when Bill Callahan got it. One of the many names to turn it down before Bill Callahan got the job. So that's kind of interesting. Things uh, you love. Yeah, uh, but uh, more interesting, I suppose, is that Nebraska picked up two of their better recruits in the class. Uh, Cameron Linhart, who was uh, from IMG Academy, a four-star, one of the few four-stars that Nebraska has, uh, four of them now. I say that, I think that's four. Yeah. Um, nice. An edge rusher, 6'3", 250, again, out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, probably the worst-kept secret in, in Husker football over the last two couple weeks. Yeah, like after early signing day, it was pretty much – like a lot of people knew he had signed and and he had already signed. He just wanted to announce it himself at the uh, all-star game. Um, But I'm pretty sure a lot of people knew he, he was already signed to Nebraska. He was just, you know, doing his own announcement, but it's still, you know, cool. Nonetheless, Nebraska had three players playing in that game uh, with those two and Malachi Coleman uh, Mm -hmm. taking part in that game. So, uh, and it's been a while since Nebraska's had a a player make an announcement like that at such a high profile event. So it's still, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. And it's, you know, I, I always love the uh, commitment decisions live on camera. The videos are, are cool, you know, really cool edits going on there, but I love the, just the, not the hats on the table thing. Like I, I like that, but not as much just the, I'll be taking my talents. You pull the head out of the bag, you put it on, and it takes you like ten seconds to get the headset back on, or, or yeah. get reset, or get your hair into the into the thing, or make yourself look good after you put the hat on. And everybody sees the logo, and they're like, "Yeah, that's where you're going." And then they're just like, <laughs> "University of Nebraska." Yes. <laughs> It is. It, it, if I was, uh, you know, blessed to be able to be of interest out of high school, I would have definitely done the same thing. I know some people think, well, kind of a diva if you're doing that, but I mean, that's your chance. I do it. It's kind. Of, it's kind of became synonymous, I suppose, with, you know. Uh, committing uh, mm-hmm. for a lot, and some people still don't. They want to make a big deal out of it, so th- uh, they'll just kind of have a quiet commitment or something at their at their high school or something. But um, you cannot tell me. I don't care who you are on the text line. You cannot tell me if you had the option of of keeping coaches that that really wanted you to attend their university and to to be a big part of of their success. You, if you could keep them on pins and needles waiting for your commitment, you wouldn't do it. Like it's just a fun, it's a fun thing that that you control. It's probably the last thing that you're gonna control. Yeah. After you get to college, granted, you know, with the transfer portal and everything, but this will be like the last thing that you control by yourself. So have some fun with it. I mean, it, it's your your last time in high school, so you're gonna be in, you're gonna be going to college and. 
everybody loves college, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course, the other uh, player that we didn't mention, Ethan Nation, a 5'10", 165-pound uh, uh, defensive back out of Roswell, Georgia, uh, also joining the fold for Nebraska. And obviously another, uh, not a four-star, but a high-end three-star. you got to be a pretty good player to get to some of those uh, mm-hmm. those games uh, that invite people from across the nation. So uh, good pickups for Nebraska in the high school uh Kind of, kind of field, and now with that, their their ranking, they moved up to twenty fifth in high school, um, in, in, according to twenty four seven top twenty five, top twenty five, uh, according to now there is they do they do have a, of a big class. There's some teams that maybe are still going to add a few more players. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you got to think Nebraska might add some more uh, transfers, but I yeah. guess in the high school ranks, I think they might be done yeah pretty close to it i mean they have 23 players that usually your class isn't much bigger than that um in high school and like you said now with with having to balance it out with the transfer portal um plus they're gonna have to make some cuts regardless because they're over scholarship wise Mm -hmm. so that is also going to be a thing that a thing that happens so going forward if you start seeing people enter the transfer portal from nebraska don't be too surprised because it's it's necessary at this point and and one of the reasons why why I mean I, I watched the the Rhode the big Rhode Island tackle uh he was one of the few commitments that I watched just he had the Nebraska hat on his table and I was just cheering and hoping because he could like, make a difference you were like do it grow it grow it yeah. grow it and he didn't he chose to go elsewhere uh but you got a little bit of news Nebraska after another uh, offensive lineman yes Nebraska is um after Walter Walter Rouse I believe that's how you say his last name a Stanford offensive tackle I believe he's a four-year starter at Stanford wow. uh, played in 10 games this last season so I don't know if he was injured or, or what uh, but he missed two games for Stanford he started in 39 games at left tackle for Stanford um, he has visits lined up right now with Oklahoma Iowa and Nebraska those that is the order that his visits will go uh, Kentucky is also among the programs that have expressed interest this comes from Josh Edwards of CBS I looked up Walter Rouse uh, some of his Stanford stats and by stats I just mean how many games he played and started in yeah. at Stanford they don't get not, pancakes not really much uh, in, in terms of an offensive lineman but his freshman year 12 games 2020 the Pac-12 had a shortened season he played in all six started in all six uh 2021 started and played in all 12 um and then last year he played and started in 10 of those games so again i don't know what happened to the other two if he didn't start if he was injured whatever um but again 39 games started at left tackle would be a big addition uh to nebraska's offensive line he was a four-star prospect coming out of high school uh, Walter Rouse was so yeah and, and that's huge and of course Nebraska I mean if I could identify one spot uh, it would be tackle uh, of course they did get Ben Scott who played some tackle but he's mm-hmm. he transferred here to play center um, and I and as I read it, it's pretty much exclusively I want to play center so I can get to the NFL mm-hmm. he, doesn't, he doesn't see a future of himself at tackle so he's he's going to be wanting to play center I think with the return of Teddy Prohaska wasn't great early on. I don't know how much he, he came back from that injury, um, but you feel pretty good about him. Of course, you have um, you know Ben Hart and Corcoran, who probably have a bad rap at this point mm-hmm. as far as tackle. They also uh, have Hunter Anthony. Tackle, Hunter Anthony. Um, but it's been a problem area for Nebraska the last couple of years, um, and you know, so this that's absolutely huge. I think that's the biggest thing they need out of the portal still. Um, do you have any other thing that kind of stands out? I mean, maybe a tight end. You're kind of waiting um, to see about the health status. Um, 
of your tight end group. I suppose you lost Travis Volkolek, Chancellor Brewington's mm-hmm. out. Um, so you're, two, top, you're waiting to see two tight ends. Yeah, Thomas Fedoni. You're waiting to see if Thomas Fedoni will be healthy enough. He, you know, he was making a lot of progress um, towards the end of the season. I think they said that he he could have played possibly uh, towards the end of the season, but he wasn't uh, 100%. They didn't want to push it, which I think is a great idea. You make sure that he's you know 120% before he comes back. So hopefully, going through this off season, he can avoid injury and next season we can see what the I believe he was the number one overall tight end prospect in the country uh, in his recruiting class can do for Nebraska and see how much he can assist Nebraska in getting back to where Nebraska wants to be and then they have um, a couple other AJ Rollins um, James Carney um, Nate Borkacher who's a walk-on who who played a, a ton this yeah. last oh, season yeah. uh, to go along with both Brewington when when Volkolek was injured um, but the tight end room is it there's a lot of bodies but there's not a lot of experience which honestly can be said about a lot of the positions on Nebraska's football team is you've got a lot of bodies and you've got some potential and some guys who who were decently highly rated coming out of high school or or transferring in but in terms of playing experience a lot of these rooms are lacking in that so it's going to be a, a decent amount of the players in each of these rooms are going to be getting probably under 10 uh they they've played in like under 10 games mm. at, at the collegiate level so it's going to be a lot of new experiences for a lot of these players yeah and i think too it's going to be a learning process for a lot of nebraska fans just kind of learning who these guys out there when they're out there playing um but it's uh you know i don't know just it, it, it it's hard to kind of make this assessment from just the the additions that they're having but last year's re- transfer class in particular very highly rated um and had just you know obviously the trey palmers i i guess what i'm saying is i don't see the ocean Mathis. i don't see the trey palmer and i don't mm-hmm. know if that's um something that maybe is still in the works with some of these guys down the line to be quite honest again i think i'd take this tackle out of stanford <laughs> more than a flashy positions uh, player and 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 that's just because i think nebraska that's where nebraska needs to work more than anything i you know the wide receiver unit um you know washington's back they don't there's no, there's not a game breaker there's not a you know a flashy uh, member amongst them but mm. i don't i feel like wash like yeah like you said not a game breaker but at least marcus washington was towards the you know at the beginning and then towards the end in the middle it was kind of hit or miss but he was solid yeah. for nebraska casey thompson it seemed like outside of the deep ball to trey palmer it was find Marcus Washington short, and he was making a ton of great receptions uh, for Nebraska and, and keeping them. You know, a lot of a a lot of move the sticks catches, and he seemed like uh, early on that he was one of those guys that was definitely you get him the ball uh, quickly, and then you let him do work, and and he was really good at doing that. Yeah, I'm excited for him to have another season. I just don't know if you see like all Big Ten potential from him or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I want to see what happens there. But it's kind of the same thing. I mean, they're bringing in Josh Fleeks, uh, the player out of Baylor, who's got marginal, you know, numbers. You know, so it, 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 they just don't have, I guess, in this year's class, that the, the kind of the game breakers that you expect now. You could say you go out and get a three-year starter from Georgia Tech, a quarterback. That might be your flashy addition. But, mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal. He's not necessarily one of the top names. but I think keeping Anthony Grant probably counts as a game-breaker, don't you think? Well, yeah, and A.J. Allen. I mean, yeah. th- I think the you're strength one, of this You're one and two running, running backs are coming back. Yeah, and you, and you have pretty darn good three and four running backs. Yeah. So the running back room, once again, uh, is going to be the strength for this team. But I just, I just kind of wonder, again, philosophically – 
how this team is kind of how Matt Rule is doing this. Is he trying to patch together a team that's going to compete right away, mm-hmm. or is like they did last year, which was the goal? I mean, that was that was um, the recipe. That's what it was very clear. They're patching together the coaching staff, patching together a team because mm-hmm. they had to. They're, that's what the roster looked like this year. It it just seems to me like this is a coaching staff that's going to going to more take some time sure patch together some positions where they can bring you know they got a center they got a long snapper there's some position that they've already identified as far as starters role but um i i i i continue to to say i think that this is it's going to take some patience for nebraska fans for this team to be where you want them to be um just because i it, to me it looks like that's kind of the the route that matt rules taking is and it's kind of setting the foundation rather than mm-hmm. patching together a like- team that can maybe have a little bit higher of a ceiling, yeah. maybe. like maybe not this year, but definitely next year. Well, not definitely, but but be more competitive next year. But I mean, with and this is something that kind of uh, might put more pressure on a bunch of first year coaches is what Sonny Dykes is doing at TCU. I mean, they mm-hmm. they won what five games last season, and uh, he takes them from five wins to the national championship in one season. Yeah. So I, I understand, you know, preaching patience and and wanting to be patient and and not expecting that to happen at Nebraska but I feel as if if you're if he's taking over a program that you know only won five games last year and and uh lost you know their their top pass rusher but still found a way to make it to the national championship I don't want to put that amount of pressure on on Matt Rule or any of the other first year coaches but it's not impossible to have a successful season in year one right so I, I, I want to, you know, preach patience and, and say, you know, he's building for the future. But at the same time, I don't think you can only I don't think you should only build for the future. I think that he should be putting together a team that can and should and will be competitive in the Big Ten this season while also looking forward to the future. Don't yeah. just don't just use this first year as a throwaway year. That's not. It's not, not going to work. Not a year gonna, zero. Yeah, it's not going to work for anybody. You no don't, year zero. Look, Matt Rule's not getting a year zero. Yeah. This is year one, and Although you need he, to do he, something. He, in reality, he is too. <laughs> <laughs> we can say as much as we want to as a fan base. They signed a long contract. Yeah. They signed the, his resume says that he might struggle in year one. Uh, they had to acknowledge that when they were when they were signing him. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's interesting to me. It is kind of it is kind of just whatever happens, kind of happens, but. Um, you know, it like you said, it doesn't. You don't even have to have the preseason expectations. I don't think Nebraska will, mm-hmm. but TCU didn't either. No. So I mean, it can TCU be a surprise Nebraska, out of nowhere. TCU and Nebraska had the same amount of odds to win the national championship at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So if that says anything. And Nebraska got Oshawn Mathis, so he thought maybe maybe a little bit better, a little bit better. Oh man, that didn't work. Out. That didn't work out. Not that Oshawn Mathis wasn't a good player. I think. I, the NIL stuff kind of kind of hurts him or, or kind of a drawback, and people will, will point to it. But he was he was still a solid player. He's got a chance at the NFL. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break here on 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be back with more from the Ticket Water Cooler. We're after these messages. 